What happens when selling becomes a process? From the man who wrote the book on human behavior, a special edition, Richard Flint Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. Richard Flint here, and I want to welcome you to the four secrets to closing more business. The insights presented here create an understanding to the psychology that will allow you to establish a strong connection and stay connected throughout your journey with the customer. It's amazing how many people call themselves a salesperson, when in reality, they're not someone who understands the total process of selling. You will discover, as we dig into this material, the selling arena is more than one presenting a product. It's a stage. And that stage involves a salesperson, a customer, a product, and closing the sale. One who is involved in the world of sales and doesn't understand the total process will always leave business hanging. That could have been theirs. And then what do they do? They wonder what they're doing wrong. Today, the world of selling has taken on a different face with the introduction of technology and the internet. An over-dependency on technology can weaken one's ability to interact and clearly communicate with their customers. Our emphasis in this time together will be to take the salesperson and ingrain in them the four human connections that must be developed and strengthened in order to close the business that's there for them. Now, I need for you to approach our discussion with an open mind. A lot of this is not going to be thinking as usual. You must be willing to set aside your yesterday thinking and be willing to open your mind to adapting your sales mind to the ideas that see the power of connection. I want to begin by six thoughts. Thought number one. Behavior never lies. This is what forms the foundation to customer trust. You see, the essence of truth is not what you say. It's what you do. Thought number two. Your presence and your mission must be to never allow the customer to forget you. And to do that, you must have a presence that is present when you aren't present. Thought number three. Your reputation is what the customer feels about you after they've done business with you. And that after is the important word. Thought number four. You are either in sales or playing like it. Playing at sales is defined by your behavior. You see, you have to always remember this. There are always customers who need your service, who need your product. And you must create behavior that not only calls attention to you, but allows them to trust and believe in you so that the business that is there can be your business. And then thought number six, the number one thing that any human wants to know is that they matter. This is the point 
of personal touch, where connection begins. That says to them that they are important to you as a person, not just a commission check. So listen to our thought that's going to guide our information. The salesperson is the bridge that connects the customer's need to customer resolution, which results in being able to close the deal. You've got to understand this because this is critical. Connecting and staying connected with the customer is what keeps the customer as a customer. In doing that, you have to understand your place. And your place is a bridge that connects the reason the customer is there to satisfying the need that brought them to you. And you see, in all of this, our power word is connection. Now, let me take you into my dictionary. And if you don't have a set of my dictionaries, you really need them. Because I've written three volumes. The third one is a dictionary of leadership. And I take 150 words that we use in the world of working with people and bring a redefinition to them. So our power word is the word connection. Now, here's my definition. Listen closely. The alignment of people together in purpose, agenda, and a desire to resolve the issue that is there. This is one of the most important understandings that many in sales don't grasp. If there's not a common purpose, and that means purpose is the reason we're doing what we're doing. So if there's not a common purpose between the salesperson and the customer, There is no connection. There has to be a common agenda. And that agenda says we're on the same page. We're in agreement to what needs to be done. There also has to be a common commitment. So connection is the alignment of people together in purpose, agenda, and a desire to resolve the issue that is there. I always find it amazing when salespeople tell me there is no business. The reality is there is always business to be done. But the truth is there is not always salespeople who understand the process of being connected. You see, I believe if you get to the product before the customer has made an emotional connection to you, they won't hear anything you are saying. Now, In order for you to make that emotional connection, there are three P's you have to establish. You're going to move at the right pace, which means you're walking with the customer. You're not pushing, you're not dragging, you're not pulling. The right pace is where you're always walking with the customer and they feel comfortable. It's going to demand patience. Customers don't always make decisions in a timely fashion. And sometimes you have to slow down and you've got to be patient. But at the same time, you're at the right pace and you're bringing patience. You must be consistent in doing what you know you should do. It's never going to be right with the customer if you don't establish the right pace with them. And I'm not talking about letting them just sit down and wander off or do what they want. It's keeping them connected to the reason and the purpose that you're there. 
moving together and you being patient. A lot of customers will try your patience. But with those two, you also have to be balanced with a persistency and continuing to do what you need to do. Selling is a concept. We teach concepts. To really have a strong relationship with the customer, your presence has got to be about guiding people, not selling people. Now, when I talk about guiding people, what does it involve? It involves giving them facts, not opinions. It involves understanding their real need. Why are they there? Why are they looking to do business with you? What is the need that your product can connect with? Guiding involves investing patient time. It involves direction. Don't make the decision for them. Guiding also involves emotional understanding, not participation. Here's one of the weaknesses I find with a lot of salespeople. They cross the line from being someone who's there to resolve a need to getting involved in the emotional components of one's life. And when you get involved in the emotional part of a human life, you're no longer the salesperson. You're a participant in their emotional confusion. So, if we're going to guide people, give them facts. Understand their real need. Be willing to invest patient time. Direct. Don't make the decision for them. And then have an emotional understanding where you know how far to go. Don't become a participant in the emotional part of their life. As a salesperson, you have to be strong in listening. You got to be prepared mentally. You got to be willing to adapt. And you got to enter with a sense of calm intensity. Listen to this statement. One of the top reasons the customer doesn't do business with the salesperson is they don't feel connected. You see, when what you say you're going to do is not balanced with what you do, do you understand that you break the trust? And when trust is broken in any relationship, the connection is lost. In the sales process, there are four participants. The salesperson. There's the customer. The third participant is the product. And then there's the sale. The sale is the process of connecting the customer and their need to the product that resolves the reason they are there. Now, here's another point that I find consistently that's misunderstood. I gave you the order of the salesperson, the customer, the product, and the sale. With these four, there is a right and a wrong order. Here's the right order of importance to each of these. Number one is the customer. They're the central player who's actually the star. Number two is the product, which is what the customer is searching for. Number three is the sale which is the result that will satisfy the customer need. And then there's the salesperson. They're the bridge 
between the customer and the product. So we have the customer, the product, the sale, and the salesperson. The challenge is in too many situations, the salesperson wants to be more important than the customer. And in order for the salesperson to become that bridge, to become that guide, to become that supporting cast, they got to put their ego aside. And they've got to be prepared before they go in to make the sales presentation in order to connect to the customer at a level that the customer creates a desire to do business with them. The salesperson must understand that selling is a process of connecting, not a race to the close. This is key. So many times in so many situations, the salesperson only sees the end result. So they come in at a pace they can't manage. They make the process a race rather than slowing down and connecting. When selling becomes a race to the close, what's the result? There's resistance on the part of the customer. There's anger because they're not being heard. There's conflict rather than the clarity that is necessary. And I promise you this, there will be emotions out of control. Because the customer does not feel appreciated. They don't feel like you're listening to them. They don't feel like you care about them. Because all they sense, all they feel, all they're experiencing is that you just want their business. So the result of making the selling process a race to the close is the loss of a customer and damage to the reputation of the salesperson. So let's turn this around. What happens when selling becomes a process? People do business. That's what you want. Respect is gained. Now you have continuation in their life. They offer to refer you to other people. Now they're part of your marketing team. Clear communication is established. Confusion doesn't guide what's being said. Enthusiasm is there from the customer to work with you. A sound relationship is established. And then seeking the resolution to their need becomes the priority. Do you see what's here? There's the strength of connection. Because when selling becomes a process, people do business. Respect is gained. They offer to refer you to other people. Clear communication is established. Enthusiasm is generated. And then there's a sound relationship. Everybody is working together with a common purpose, a common agenda, and a common commitment to resolve the need of the customer. Selling is the process of connecting. So what statements must your behavior make to the customer? They can believe what you tell them. You enter prepared to help them. You have their best interest at heart. You always listen to what they say. You will vigorously work on their behalf. You will invest yourself in them. You will be open to dealing with their questions and concerns. And then you will respond to any concern that they have. You know what happens when this becomes you? You're there as a guide. You're building the bridge. 
you are connected, all because they can believe what you tell them. You enter prepared to help them. They know you have their best interest at heart. You always listen to what they say. You're vigorously working on their behalf. You are open to their questions, and you will respond to all their concerns. Do you understand the power in that? So, if we're to build that connection, if we're going to generate that presence that has presence when we're not present, what do we need to learn? I believe that there are four secrets you got to learn to doing more business. Secret number one, state the obvious. Don't ever assume the customer knows what is happening. They may not understand and not tell you. So if I'm to build that connection, I have to have a starting point. And that starting point is state the obvious. What is obvious? They have a need they want to resolve. They're looking to be helped, not sold. They know they can't do it on their own. They come to you with fear, looking for calmness. What's obvious? They want to do business with you. They want to feel appreciated. And they want to have their time valued. Please, please, please don't forget. You are not there to sell them. You are there to guide them to resolving the need they have. And they're looking for that connection between their need and your product. And if you start the journey with them in confusion, because you don't slow down, you don't start with the obvious, you're not building that bridge. Because when things become obvious, all of a sudden now, we can connect at purpose. All of a sudden now, we can create a common agenda. All of a sudden now, we can have a common commitment where we're in this together. And the customer stays because they believe in you. They trust in you. They feel valued by you. So it all starts with you stating the obvious. Secret number two, explain the process. Nothing in any situation can go forward if the customer doesn't know and understand what is going to happen. You must also not assume they understand how it's going to happen. Everything has a process. But if people don't know what the process is, they're going to get lost along the way. I've seen so many situations where a salesperson has a customer who is interested. But rather than staying at the right pace, rather than being patient, they speed up. And in speeding up, the customer gets lost. And when the salesperson gets in front of the customer... Confusion is going to happen. And when the confusion happens, the customer gets lost. So how do you know when you've lost their attention? They lose interest in what is happening. They're not as enthusiastic as they were. Maybe they don't return phone calls. Maybe they don't answer your emails. 
When people get disconnected, they lose interest. How do you know you've lost their attention? Other people are going to come in and fill the spot you were trying to fill. All of a sudden, competition is created. Because if they have a need and they've lost interest in you, do you think they're going to give up? No, they're going to look for somebody else who can fill that spot. How do you know when you've lost their attention? They start procrastinating with decisions. Men, in the beginning, they're there with you. And you have that common agenda. You're moving forward and you're connected. And then all of a sudden, they slow down. They don't demonstrate the energy they had. You don't feel the excitement. And where before they would step up and make decisions, now all of a sudden, there's a length of time and they're procrastinating. How do you know when you've lost their attention? You've dropped on their priority list. And all of a sudden, you feel the disconnect. Folks, most people won't tell you they don't understand. Educating them on what you will do and how it's all going to happen keeps them connected. So, if we're going to stay connected, step two is important. Explain the process. What must the process of staying connected, what must it involve? It starts with you preparing them for what you can do to help them. You're building the bridge. You're reassuring them you can do what you promise. You're building trust. You offer to help them through your expertise. Now you bring a different level of value. You're communicating, not just chatting with them. Most customers, you know, they struggle with time and they don't need someone to come in and waste their time. They need someone who comes in who communicates with them. That brings facts. You're educating them on your value by listening to their concerns. You're staying connected. You're not disappearing. You're not doing one thing one day and establish a presence in their life, and then you change the whole process. You're staying connected. And finally, this process must involve stating and restating the value you bring. Don't ever let them forget who you are, why you're there, what you're going to do, and how you can help them resolve their need. Connect with them. Build the bridge. Be the guide. Please remember, you're not there to sell them a product. You are there to guide them, to connect to them in order to resolve the need that they have. Number three in our four secrets. Listen to what they're saying. I'm going to promise you something. And if you go back and look at your experiences over life, I think you'll understand this one. Most salespeople, in fact, most people in general, are weak at listening. If you're going to strengthen the connection, if you're really going to become the guide, if you're going to build a solid bridge between that customer and your product so that you can close the business, 
You have to be strong at listening. You see, people will tell you everything you need to know if you ask the right questions, shut up, and listen to what they're saying. I think you know this. People love to tell you about their self. When you don't listen to their stories, when you tune out, you're missing valuable connection points. Listening is the most important sales skill every person must work on strengthening. So, if it's true, and I believe it is, if it is the most important skill you've got to learn to strengthen, what must you do to sharpen your listening skills? First, let them talk. When you're doing all the talking, they're not participating in what is happening, and you lose. I remember one time being in this store, and this young salesperson was so excited about the product she was demonstrating and showing this guy, and she just went on and on and on. And finally, the, the customer reached over and tapped her on the shoulder and said, Lady, if you'll shut up, I'll buy this product. Let them talk. And you listen. To sharpen your listening skill, increase your questioning skills. Questions are how you learn. Many of you know that I take on a group of people every year and I become their private mentor. Not their coach, but their mentor for one year of their life. And in my first face-to-face -face meeting with people, I tell them up front, <laughs> I'm going to have a million questions for you. Because what I want to do, I want to learn everything I can about them. What's the best way to learn about people? Ask them questions. And as they're answering your questions, make notes. Keep a journal on every customer because, you know what? It gives you something to go back to as a reference point. And when you can refer to a conversation that you've already had with the customer... They feel valued. They feel appreciated. So increase your questioning skills. To sharpen your listening skill, you must stop trying to speed everything up. This is not a race to get their business. It's about helping them understand their need to do business with you. Through connection. Through guidance letting them talk, through increasing your listening skills. Keep the process at a manageable pace, which is our next thing you have to do to sharpen your listening skill. Take things at a manageable pace. The right pace keeps emotions under control. I'm going to tell you something. When you speed up, you bring emotions to the process that don't need to be there. When you're moving faster than the customer is moving with you, the disconnect that creates designs an emotional collision that's going to happen. Take things at a manageable pace. To sharpen your listening skill, expect to learn something from them. Everything that you can learn about them 
helps you guide them to where they really want to go, but they can't admit to. Every quality salesperson I've ever met understands what we're talking about here. They understand the power to let people talk. They understand the power of asking questions. The power to keeping things at a manageable pace. And in every interaction with the customer, they want to learn something about them. Because the more you learn, the stronger the connection. And that means the last thing you got to do to sharpen your listening skills. Never talk over them. Understand your supporting cast. Understand they're the star. Keep your ego in check. When you have to be the star, the customer will disconnect from you. They're not there to listen to you talk. They're there for you to guide them. They're there for you to build a bridge between them and your product. For you to help them close their need, get beyond it. And to do that, you never talk over them. You're not there to sell them a product. You're there to guide them. You're there to build a bridge with them. You're there to connect. And in every interaction, strengthen that connection with them. And that leads us to secret number four. Look for the connection. The close is connecting the customer's desire through the salesperson's ability to show how the value of their product will satisfy their need. You got to hear this. The close is connecting the customer's desire through the salesperson's ability to show how the value of their product will satisfy their need. If you miss this, you're not going to close the business. Do you understand this? The difference between selling and guiding is making the customer's need more important than the sale. When they feel that you care about them as a person, when they feel you are really there with a desire to help them, they'll do business with you. But when they feel you're only there to sell them something, you're going to lose them. You see, the feeling of disconnect makes closing the sale impossible. Can I illustrate this to you? Many, 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 many years ago, I used to play tennis almost every day, and I played up until my knees wouldn't let me play on the hard courts anymore. And so every Saturday or Sunday or sometimes Friday, sometimes Wednesday, when I would drive from my house to the tennis courts, I had to go by this Buick dealership. Buick had made a version of their Buick Riviera as a convertible. One day when I was driving by, I glanced over, and there in that showroom was the most beautiful blue Buick Riviera convertible I'd ever seen in my life. One Saturday morning, I got up, and I decided I'm going to buy that Buick Riviera 
convertible. Before I left the house, I took my checkbook out. I made out the check to the dealership. And in that little line on the left at the bottom, I put four Buick Riviera convertible. And I signed it. Finished playing tennis and pulled into the lot there at the dealership. Took a deep breath, got out, walked in, and was standing there looking at that car. Salesman comes out. Says, man, that's a beautiful car, isn't it? Oh, I said, yes, sir, it is a gorgeous car. Leans on the hood of the car, looks at me and says, but you know what, sir? That's not the car for you. Now, do you think that made me set up and pay attention? (laughs) I said, well, do you have a car for me? He said, yes, sir, I have the car that will match your personality. I said, please show it to me. We went out to the back lot, walked over to a row of Buick Skylarks, laid his hand on a blue one, sort of patted the hood of the car, and said, this is the car for you. Now, do you think I was connected with him? Do you think he was a bridge? He was there to guide me to resolving my issue? I took out my checkbook. I laid it on the hood of that Skylark. I said, who's this check made out to? He saw it was made out to the dealership. I said, you see this line here? What does it say I want? And he saw that Buick Riviera convertible and that I'd signed it. I said, I came here this morning with one purpose, just one purpose. I wanted to buy that car. His eyes got real big and he stood up straight and he said, you know what, sir? And you look really good in it. I said, I wouldn't buy that car from you if you were the last person on the face of this earth. Because I wasn't going to hassle. I wanted that car. But you have just lost my business. He didn't look for the connection. He didn't stop to listen to why I was there. He didn't search for my need. He didn't search for my reason for being there. The difference between selling and guiding is making the customer's need more important than the sale. When they feel you care about them, they'll do business with you. I found out later that they were getting a spiff for every Skylock that they sold. I'm going to tell you something. The feeling of disconnect makes closing the sale impossible. Would you agree that you never want the customer's experience to be a one-time experience? Connection. Building the bridge. Being a guide is what it will take to lead to repeat and referral business. So, connecting requires what? Consistent communication. Don't ever let the customer feel you have disappeared. Connecting requires offering your help. Stand with them. Guide them. But don't do it for them. Connecting requires not pushing for the sale. You're there to guide them, to build the bridge between them and your product through the value of the product satisfying their need. Connecting requires 
not letting your ego become larger than their need. You are not the star. You are supporting cast. Connecting requires educating them on what you will do. They won't understand what they don't understand. Connecting requires calmness that calms their fears. The calmer their fears, the easier it is for them to listen to you. Connecting requires taking it one step at a time. It's not a race. It's a journey to resolving their need with your product through value and them feeling appreciated. Connecting requires information sorting. See, here's something that sometimes we don't fully understand. Many customers don't believe most of what you say to them. So you're presenting information is critical. That means you got to be prepared with facts, not opinions. Connecting requires open to them asking you questions. Hey, it's through their questions that you learn where they're confused. And answering the question can bring clarity, which will strengthen the connection. And then connecting requires not taking no as a final answer. No is a semicolon. It says they haven't connected to the value of what you're saying or to the value of your product. So many salespeople, when someone tells them no, they discard them. Listen, in our database, we had one company that told us no for six years. We didn't throw them away. We kept sending them information on my new programs. We stayed connected to them. And after six years, they did a series of programs with us. You can't see no as no. You see it as not at this moment. You see, folks, the customer doesn't lose you. You lose them through disconnect. If you want to succeed in the world of selling, stay connected to the customer. See, your loss is someone else's gain. I know salespeople who have made other salespeople rich because they didn't understand the power of staying connected. Please remember, you're not there to sell them a product. You are there to resolve their need through building a bridge between their need and your product. You are the bridge builder. You do that by staying connected, through guiding them. So one last thought. When you understand and master these four secrets to closing more business, you'll establish a presence that has presence when you aren't present. Can you sense? Can you feel? Can you understand the power of staying connected? I want you to have a better today, which prepares you for a stronger tomorrow. I want you to have the success that is there for your life. And in the world of selling, you've got to understand the power of connecting and staying connected with the customer. 
when you lose the connection, you lose business. <laughs>